Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Sexual autonomy, it doesn't guarantee the future of our football. We have to make sure that we're consistently producing players and bringing out players that are the right materials. That's when the youth and the team gets regenerated. Now, I mean, if you take the free Lions, there's consistency of players, young players, breaking into the team. So the energy of the team is constantly regenerated. But we don't do that. Now we're talking about the Black Stars and the abysmal performance they've had now. We're going to go and have the right selection, the right coach comes in, picks the right players, and after what happens. After what happens, Jimbo. Uh, I'll come back and ask about uh, that. What you said seemed like what the long-term plan should be. <laughs> I'm more interested in now. what happens now. Like, what's the immediate action that has to be taken? I'll ask actually that. You're watching AFCON today live on the... Joy News Channel, as well as on Joy Prime TV and on Joy 99.7 FM. We'll take a round of messages uh, and then we'll come back and wrap up with the action coming up later today. coming up today. Uh, obviously, Guinea versus Senegal and the Gambia against Cameroon. Uh, Senegal already two, 
Guinea probably with no chance, might lose. Um, this is where our interest is. Cameroon have just one point, and our hope, of course, is that they don't beat the Gambia. Yeah. We, we only have to hope. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the, nothing here. the Blasters have turned the entire country into a prayer camp, so we might as well join in and then pray the result goes our way. Interesting. Angola and Burkina Faso in Group D, uh, same time as Mauritania, Algeria. Yeah. Uh, it looks like that group is decided. Three teams would qualify yeah. from this group. Algeria have uh, just the two points from that, two draws, but it looks like they're going to beat Mauritania, no? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, most, most likely. likely. Yeah. Uh, and then tomorrow is when we will find out whether or not... Well, if Cameroon do beat the Gambia, it's over. Yeah. It slides out. Like, Daniels can start to pack and come home. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only... Uh, you know, the only fixture of massive interest. You're not going to believe this, but yesterday, Cote d'Ivoire, after losing 3 0, thought they were out of the tournament because the assumption was that Ghana was going to win. Yeah. And our loss means Cote d'Ivoire, who got three points and finished third, suddenly are in contention. Are in contention to qualify for round of 16. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, the shift in emotions. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Hi everyone, this afternoon on the marketplace, World Bank Board set to approve $300 million for Ghana after successful completion of the first review of the IMF program. Also coming up, rating agency Fitch predicts a favorable outlook for banks operating in Ghana in 2024, saying the external debt exchange will have little impact on the operations. Also coming up, City loses over 2% in value to the dollar this year, but expected inflow from the International Monetary Fund and Bank of Ghana will ease depreciation pressure. My name is Daryl Kwa. Thanks for joining us. Details coming up.
Thanks for staying with us, everyone. It's great to have you on the program. The World Bank is expected to meet today to approve some $300 million for Ghana. The Washington-based lender is advancing the support for Ghana after the country managed to secure a deal with bilateral creditors and consequently completed the first review of the International Monetary Fund program. George Affe has details. Joy Business understands that the executive directors of the World Bank Board will approve and disperse $300 million to Ghana. Sources say Ghana has met all the conditions needed for the support to be advanced to the country. The World Bank Group is one of several donor partners that will in the coming weeks approve more support for Ghana after it passed the first view under the IMF program last week. Former country director of the World Bank has been outlining the areas the money should be advanced once it hits governments of Ghana's account. Basically cash going into your, your consolidated fund and then of course you know, the, the program spending is there mm-hmm. in line with budget that's been approved by parliament. The World Bank will also in the coming weeks meet to approve some $250 million for Ghana. This is part of support with the Financial Stability Fund established to assist financial institutions and commercial banks hit badly by the effects of the domestic debt exchange program. Now, rating agency Fitch is predicting a favorable outlook for banks operating in Ghana in 2024. This follows the successful conclusion of the domestic debt exchange, which most banks were negatively impacted by. According to the UK-based firm, the external debt restructuring will have little impact on the Ghanaian banking sector, but warns of elevated loan quality risk. Yes, Director of Middle East and Africa Banks ratings at Fitch ratings, Tim Slater. It's our view that conditions will improve relative to a particularly bad 2023, which saw the sovereign default on both foreign currency and local currency debt. The domestic debt exchange program, which was launched in December 2022, but concluded last year, inflicted large net present value losses on the banking sector and had a significant impact on its capital. We still believe that the accounting treatment of the exchange and regulatory forbearance will continue to mask the true effect on the banking sector's capital this year. The sovereign external debt restructuring is ongoing, but in our view poses far less risk to the banking sector due to its small exposure to sovereign euro bonds. The banking sector's NPL ratio increased quite sharply last year as a result of the sovereign default and its macro macro implications, and we expect loan quality risks will remain elevated this year as conditions remain challenging, but recognise that these risks are again diminished by the small size of the Ghanaian banking sector's loan book. Well, on Zoom with us is uh, Dr. Rich Monitoriano, who is a banking consultant. Good afternoon to you, Doc. How seriously should we take this warning of an elevated loan quality risk for banks? Uh, what is triggering these risks and what would be the implication? You're muted, sir, if you can unmute. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Yeah, thank you very much. And good afternoon to your cherished viewers and listeners. The Fitch report is based on uh, deteriorated economic, microeconomic environment over the last two years or one and a half years. And it's not going to 
go off as it is because some of the conditions are still prevailing. We have higher inflation more than average, more than any other country in the sub-region. Mm. Secondly, we have the legacy debt in the energy sector, which has not been handled very properly. Currently, we see um, treasury bills averaging between, before the DDP, the treasury bills were 22%. Currently, it's about 31, between 28 and 38. All these things dovetailed into NPL. And it's not going to go down as easy as people think. Whereas the microeconomic environment is not properly, is not readily being addressed, we're going to have the MPLs still very high. It's averagely higher than any other country in the sub-region. We are talking about close to 20%. I mean, the IMF reports, some of the reports earlier, in the non-performing, any country that has more than 10% non-performing that country is in serious crisis unfortunately we are about 18 so we haven't reached a position where we can lower it to nine percent or ten percent so we are not out of woods at all at all because all the deteriorated economic environment are still prevailing except that the city has been fairly stable but if you take the city out and you look at the higher lending rates the rates that are being lent to businesses would always call for default. And that's why some of the banks are experiencing higher non-performing. It takes the whole address of the economic, microeconomic environment where inflation comes down, say, to about 10%, where lending rates would drop to about, say, 15%. And these things would dovetail. And don't forget... We have nuisance taxes, which are also affecting the private sector. Mm. And the, the, the biggest one that is hitting the private sector is the, the electricity, the utility. Last year, it was a big hit on the industry. And once industry is not doing very well, it means that the banks who have lent money to them will not be doing well. So in Ghana, we have a myriad of problems that needs to be addressed some of them are fundamental that needs to be looked at, especially like the energy, the, the debt overhang in the energy sector. And if it's not addressed, we will continue to have these challenges because it's the banks that has financed these energy sectors. Uh-huh. And if they are not being paid regularly, then it means the non-performing will go up. It is clear. And there is a, a, a literature evidence that if you don't do the right thing, you're going to have this and the last one that I want to talk about is that the various banks should enhance their credit risk assessment. When you're going to lend to, say, a contractor, what type of contract is he doing? Is he a GOG? If he's a GOG, Ghana government, you will be sure that you're not going to be paid on time. You only have to do donor, donor support, or the IMF, or the World Bank project, because if it's only that one, you get paid. If you go and do a GOG, if you lend money to go and do Ghana government roads, you're not going to get paid. And that will stand on your books and it will affect your non-performing. So the banks too should enhance their credit risk management to enable them to be able to be very selective of areas they want to lend money to. Other than that, we will continue to experience this over a long time. 
you, you talk about what the banks are supposed to do. Um, can the regulator help in any way to minimize the risks? How about the managers of the economy? You know, the managers of the economy has been tried to bring, to create enabling microeconomic environment, which is conducive for private sector borrowing and lending. But unfortunately, we have higher inflation. We have higher interest rate. The policy rate is about, I'm told, is about 30% or thereabout. Yep. I mean, no bank will lend money to you. The treasury rate is also having a determining factor on the lending rate. And if you hear, if I read the last report of the Bank of Ghana Treasury Bill, I think I was told it was over subscribed by a whooping 72%. Everybody wants to go into easy way, but not lending to the real economy. Because if you lend to the real economy, you're going to have a problem. And that is, we haven't learned a lot from the DDEP. You know, the DDEP brought in the same problem. The bank soft, saw a soft way of making money. They went to the, 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 the bonds. And when the bonds were risk scratching, you saw what happened to them. But they were only fortunate that the last tweak of the, bond, the, the DDEP, it tilted in favor of the banking sector. Because the original one done in December and January, the banks were going to suffer hugely. Because the banks thought it is easier to go into bonds, easier to go into T-bills by not lending, doing your due diligence very well on the private sector and lending to the areas that will lend to growth. So I think the banks will need to enhance their lending skills, credit risk management, and enhance the credit monitoring and see which sectors do we go in. As I've given you a tip, if you're going to lend and you lend to GOG contracts, you're not going to get paid. Yeah, You're not going to get paid. And it's going to, it's going to affect the non-performing. So that is what I will say for the time being. Yeah, while we talk about lending, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana is beginning its meetings today. We expect a decision on the policy rate next week. And we know that has an impact on the cost of credit. Analysts are divided on whether the rate should be maintained or reduced following uh, inflation decline, what do you anticipate? What do you advise? Well, where I'm sitting from, look at the geopolitics now going on. I mean, the geopolitics affects us. If people do not appreciate it, if interest, if, uh, if the, what is happening in the Middle East is now, it's going to affect oil. And if it's affect oil, definitely the price of crude oil will go up. So all the plans that Bank of Ghana are saying, they're always cautious. I think the last MPC, the governor said that if the condition is not right, he's not going to drop. And the condition now, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's not easy to predict it mm. because what is going on with the U.S. and the U.K. helping to fight the Omen or, or uh, Yemen people, where uh, Israel is, all these things are going to fight, are fight against. So my best bet if you ask me of my thing, my thought, my view, mm -hmm. I'll say that the governor will be so, so conservative that he will possibly retain the policy race, as he said, with a view with what he is saying in international and the global geopolitics. So I think the governor will not rush. I know he's very, very careful and he wants to make sure that if it's dropping, it's dropping in, 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 in a better form that will help the private sector. But the geopolitics that is going on at the moment, in the Middle East, it doesn't look like oil prices will, will go down further. And if it doesn't go down further, and don't forget, it also affects shipment of goods. 
because most of the goods are shipped through that area to Europe and possibly to Africa. Right. And if there are crises over there, definitely it's going to affect us. So I, for sure, where I sit at the moment, I think governor will be very, very cautious. If he possibly drop it, not more than a quarter a percent, I doubt it because if you look at what is going on, I would plead with him to be very cautious, not to be swayed by inflation because inflation, as we've seen, uh, we have we have in Ghana we have what we call the cost push inflation. It's not demand. The cost push inflation that we get this coming from outside. Okay. The borrowers import so much that it comes with rising costs, and that affects us. And if you use only the monetary policy to control it, you're not going to achieve your target. And I believe the governor, very, very shrewd, would possibly, with their geopolitics, would possibly maintain it where it is for maybe until the next great uh, policy meeting. Dr. Richmond Echayane, uh, great to have your thoughts this afternoon. A pleasure to speak with you. I appreciate your time. Um, Dr. Richmond Echayane, the banking consultant. The Ghana city has lost over 2% in value to the dollar this year. However, analysts expect improved investor sentiment following the expected inflow of $600 million bailout package from the IMF and other budgetary support from the World Bank. There's more in this business desk report. Last week, the city continued to cede ground to the major trading currencies due to a stronger U.S. dollar despite some foreign exchange liquidity injection. This caused the American greenback to gain across a basket of African currencies, including the local currency. As a result, the central bank's $11.6 million spot market support failed to cushion the city as it ended the week's trade to a mid-rate of 12 cities 53 pesos to a dollar on the retail market. The local currency also dipped against the pound and the euro on the retail market. The executive board of the IMF approved the first review of Ghana's loan program allowing for an immediate release of $600 million. Also, the World Bank confirmed that the debt rework has unlocked the release of $300 million in budget support, which will be considered by the executive board this week. Despite the prevalence of corporate demand, analysts expect foreign exchange market sentiment to improve as the deal's inflow should help increase supply-side intervention and cushion the local unit in the near term. Now, the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority is poised to strengthen its relationship with border communities to improve trade facilitation and also strengthen security. The border communities have been identified as partners in government's quest to increase trade among neighboring countries. Assistant Commissioner at Headquarters Sector Command, Eric Kwekuboni, disclosed this to Joy Business after a health walk to kickstart this year's International Customs Week celebration. <laughs> The celebration of International Customs Week is aimed at taking stock of various achievements by customs agencies across the globe and as well as reviewing some policy directives in the previous year. In Ghana, the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority organizes stakeholder events and outreach programs to educate society on the work of the customs officials and to improve upon their work. As part of this year's celebration, the division organized a health walk to boost the morale of the officers. Assistant Commissioner at Headquarters Sector Command, Eric Kwekuboni, disclosed that border communities have become an important part of their activities, hence the decision to foster a stronger relationship with such areas. Building relationship and fostering 
our relationship with border communities. Previously, we saw the border communi communities are smugglers, but now they are our partners in trade and trade facilitation. So they also give us information to curb smuggling and also deal with certain security situations. So this year we have invited them to be part of our celebration. This year's celebration is under the theme engaging traditional and new partners with a purpose. Eric Bonney has also been speaking about the role of customs in regulating the importation of goods into the country. We examine the goods before they are admitted into the country. So if we don't ensure that unwholesome goods entered into the country, we are just endangering society. So the safety again is to ensure that we don't admit illicit substances. So illicit substances, we can call it drugs, we can call it weapons. The health walk to mark International Customs Week was attended by selected officers across various sector commands of the division. In the marketplace next we have the joy business advisory series we are going to be treating an interesting topic this afternoon investing wisely uh godwin kojo udum is investment banker with sas finance group uh he joins us in the studio to uh, talk about this uh welcome to the marketplace what does it mean to invest wisely okay so if we say investing wisely you would have to first understand what investing is mm -hmm. so investing is uh, you uh, putting money into an asset to acquire it or either to uh, invest in it so that you get returns at the end of it, either to build wealth or to also uh, protect yourself against uncertainties in the future. So if you say investing wisely, it's all about, it's about money. So the wise way to keep your money safe, to make returns on it, and then to also grow wealth. Yeah, and yeah, emphasis on wise because... Um there's not so much money to go around these days. So when you have money, you need to put it somewhere that you are confident will bring you returns. And so what are some of the questions that people need to ask themselves before they make an investment, do you think? Okay, so you need to uh, find out your investment goal, okay? Because uh, in every investing, uh, just like football game, you need to see the post where you are going to, and then you need to strategize how to get to it. Okay, so you need to understand your invest, investing goal, mm -hmm. first of all. And then that will guide you how much money you are able to let go in planning towards achieving the goal that you want to, 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 to get with investing. Yes. yes. You would also have to understand what you are investing in, which is very important. Because uh, you can't put money into something that you don't know how you are going to get your returns from it or yeah. how the business is even operated. So it's mostly good that you understand your business as well. And then along the line, there are, there are different ways of investing. You could either be an active investor or you could be a passive investor, okay, depending on the time you have on your hands. If you want to be an active investor, it's all about you 
always being on your investment, like basically close to a broker. Because you always day, watching and always yeah. watching. Yeah, that's a good word. And then there's the passive for maybe someone who has a nine to five but still wants to create wealth. Okay. That person can always see a broker who is their duty to spend time to be able to turn around their funds for you and all that. I mean, you touch on uh, a very important subject of understanding um, what the investment scheme is. I, I think, I mean, where can you go to, to get an understanding of uh, an investment scheme? Okay, so in the investing space in Ghana, we have uh, uh, brokers like uh, Strategic African Securities, where I work with. We are mandated to give investment advice, you know, licensed by the GSE as well and in the SEC. So we give investment advice on where to put your money and then how to make the best of return. So anytime you want to start investing, you can either go online, read for yourself, but if you want face to face, you should always find a broker. That, 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 oh, wow. Yeah. So, question, next question is investment for everyone. I'm asking this because some people feel, well, I don't earn much, so um, what's, what's with putting my money somewhere? I'd rather save my money than invest, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's, it's always good to make money on your money. <laughs> yeah. They always say, let your money work for you. So, right. whether it's a CD, you never know where the CD will go to. Although depreciation and all that, yeah, but you never know where the city will go to. Okay, you can keep a city a day, you know, you can build your base before you really start investing. You know, you need to be good at saving where you have some investable in- income that you want to uh, put into the investment that you are doing. So, with any funds that you have, whether you are uh, a 95 worker, whether you are informal worker, so long as you make some uh, CDs, you know, it's good to always put some aside as an investment for your future, for your short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. Yeah, yeah so everyone can invest. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how much you earn. Next question is, where to invest? Uh, we saw what happened last year. People invested money in places, and then in the, in the height of the economic uh, turmoil, they were feeling uh, quite disappointed. So, I mean, tell us a bit more about some of the investors, investment schemes around that people can um, okay. take advantage of. Okay. So, to, you know, when it comes to this, you, you have to look at how much returns you are looking at making. Okay. If you have a lot of risk appetite, you assess your risks and you know you want to make maybe 100% in three months, six months, you know, you need to go for higher risk securities. So, we have higher risk securities like stocks you know, real estate, which can uh, give you higher returns in a short possible time. Uh, we also have mutual funds for someone who would want a nice blend of equity and then fixed income in their portfolio. And then we also have the fixed income, like the treasury bills, which is being traded the most uh, at the moment. So big banks, everyone is doing T-bills. So would you say that's the best place to invest right now? Because I see, I mean... It's, 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 it's about returns, you know, okay. when I mentioned that your risks that you want to assess. So looking at the riskiness of treasury bills now, that's the returns that you are getting. So it's about the returns. If you think the risks over there is good enough for you compared to the returns you are getting, then, yeah. I mean, you keep talking about risks. I'm sure people, I mean, that's one of the reasons why people are not keen on investing because of the risk associated with it. How scary is it? Okay, so for we investment bankers, risk is equal to return. <laughs> I can just say that. Risk is equal to it's return. It's equal to return. So the higher risk, the higher return. So 
Of course, we are in a very challenging investing environment at the moment mm -hmm. with uh, investable disposable income uh, very low at the moment. We've seen the GSE market you know, trading 50% lower compared to last year. Uh, the fixed income market doing the same as well. So what I can say there is that it will be good to have a nice blend, okay, to have a good way of investing going forward. You should have a nice blend. So, I mean, there, there are risks, but it's not always risky, is it? I, I'm just saying this because, I mean, bottom line, we've seen it happen um, last year where people have invested their monies and they're expecting some returns and then you're not getting it. It's creating a whole issue yeah. and it's affecting confidence and trust in, in some of these investments. For, for securities, something like a TBO like this, you know, when you buy it, you know what you're getting at the end. Okay, so... The, the risk is just hoping that the government doesn't default when it comes to something like a T-bill. So if you feel your risk appetite is, is uh, in line with a government not defaulting, then you can go for T-bills. If you believe in a listed company like, let's say, MTN, Total, GCB, very strong companies, you know, you can go there to, you know, with understanding of the type of business they are doing, understanding of how profitable they are, and the returns you are expecting to get from them. And uh, you'll be good. You'll okay. Be good. I, I believe we are going to be talking about uh, this tomorrow. Uh, in case you lose money, I mean, are you able to get your money back, the rule of the regulator and all of that. But in 30 seconds, before we move out, uh, just for our audience who are watching, any investment tip for 2024? Okay. So I will say that start, okay, uh, start early. At any age that you'd want to invest, it would be good to start early. Uh, there's, uh, there's an adage that the best time to do something, uh, if it wasn't 100 years ago, is today. Okay. So if it's your first time you are getting to know about investments, it would be good to start today. It will really help you build wealth for the future to also secure your financial independence as well. Godwin Kodio Doom, investment banker with SAS Finance Group. Uh, good to see you. We'll see you tomorrow as well. And this is the marketplace. Thanks for watching, everyone. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. We've got all our top stories over there. Thanks for watching. We'll be back same time tomorrow. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, 
Open Multimedia Ghana, Play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.